Hello and welcome to a Feasible Film. Uh, today, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm sorry uh, that there's no video today. Um, I'm having a couple of technical difficulties, so it'll be audio only. Um, but other than that, uh, the news stories today will is kind of light. We have some um, some rumors, uh, a couple of superhero tidbits here and there. Nothing really concrete. Nothing really to sink our teeth into. Um, but I'll also be reviewing uh, Marvel's uh, Netflix shows, and we'll also be tackling the top three this week. Will be um, kind of like a top three since Creed's came out this last week, like a moments or thoughts on Rocky series in general. Um, just some quick uh, top three on that. And so uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, today, the uh, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Ju colon Dawn of Justice trailer uh, came out today. It's long. And, you know, I, the first teaser I thought was pretty good. Um, the concept behind Batman fighting Superman is kind of strange to me. I mean, I know there's been numerous comics and, you know, it's been talked about. And Versus movies generally do pretty well, although they died out a couple years back. Um, but, you know, I was pretty excited. And then, you know, the first trailer came... Uh, during uh, the Comic Con, and you know, I'm still on board. Still look pretty good. Story still seems kind of strange to me, but it still seems pretty good. And now the new trailer kind of is—they're um, trying to add a little bit of humor to it. Um, they're showing—I guess it's Doomsday, who looks kind of strange. He does look kind of like a Ninja Turtle in a way, um, like Michael Bay's Ninja Turtle, and you know. The concept just kind of seems strange that, you know, is Batman going to fight Superman? Um, what are the logistics there? Um, you know, I just don't understand how you stop Superman um, other than using kryptonite, which I, I'm sure will play a factor. Um, but will be a, I, in my, I think it'll be a cheap tactic if they use that. But, you know, I mean, gadgets against, you know, a god is just ridiculous. Almost like seeing, you know, Iron Man fight fight Thor or, you know, something like that. Um, I mean, well, I guess in Iron Man or in The Last Avengers, we saw glimpses of it. Iron Man fighting Hulk, but he had like this huge suit, you know, the Hulk Buster suit. So that he built specifically for for that. And, uh, you know, and who knows how much time Bruce in order to prepare to fight Superman. But, you know, it just seems so implausible. And, um you know, seeing this new trailer, it, it just seems so CG and pretty um, fake looking, almost like a video game. Um, so, to me, the level has kind of gone down a little bit. I'm about halfway there now, where I was about 70, 80%. Now it's about 50%. You know, you know, the story's really going to have to steal the show, I believe, in this new one. And, you know, injectors, I'm sure, is going to be hard. And giving them a story that you can really sink your teeth into and cling on to is going to be hard as well. So, you know, we'll see in the next coming months how that shapes up. But for now, I'm not as excited, you know. To me, I'd rather see separate movies of the two, but we'll see what happens. Um, the other thing, this isn't really a new story, but the Kickboxer trailer came out. And, you know, it's going to star, um, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme was the original actor. You know, he goes to... Uh, Thailand, I believe, and learns how to fight um, by a master. And this new one, you know, it looks like they're trying to throw together, 
MMA stars, wrestling stars, things like that, you know, just trying to sell it on name alone, um, kind of like the Expendables movies, and, you know, and now it stars this new movie entitled uh, Kickboxer uh, Vengeance is going to star G- George St. Pierre, Gita Carano, and Dave, D- Dave Batista, and also uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and you know, this one just seems kind of ridiculous as well. Um, kind of like the uh, the announcement last week of um, Ip Man 3, you know, including Mike Tyson. So, you know, in many ways they're trying to sell these movies like they sell a wrestling match or a pay-per-view or a wrestling, you know, a WWE um, SummerSlam or whatever those like WrestleMania, however they're trying to sell those, you know, just by putting names on there and showing some cool fight scenes. And I don't think that the fighters that they have here have the clout to sell a movie. I don't know if that it's coming out in theaters. I'd imagine this is going to be straight to the DVD or, um, but, um, then again, it may come out in theaters. Um, it's supposed to hit theaters, but we'll see. So not much else to say about that, you know, otherwise, other than I enjoyed the original Kickboxer, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I saw it a couple years back, and it still holds up somewhat, um, but, you know, that movie was, you know, around the same time as, you know, Stallone and Schwarzenegger and Seagal, all them were kind of getting their starts, and, you know, it was kind of refreshing to see a, a movie that was overseas, and, you know, and Van Damme, you know, is actual actual fighter so he uh you know all of his movements and on-screen persona and whatnot and acting skills weren't all that great but you know the movie uh story was pretty good so that's why i think the movie worked um so we'll just have to see what happens in the future um so another thing is um fox has a development deal for a new tv series called rambo new blood um, which uh, Stallone is on board for, um, and it's going to be written by uh, Jeb Stewart, who did Die Hard and The Fugitive and things like that. So um, it's going to be about Rambo, and he's going to be teaching his, uh, of course, his son, uh, an ex-Navy SEAL, to fight, I guess, or um, I don't know. I mean, there there isn't really any... Um, synopsis or anything like that but you know if it includes its son it's going to probably be something similar to Creed where you know his son comes back he's done his tour duty and you know he's trying to figure out his way in life and he's going to be a mentor or Stallone will probably be a mentor for the first episode or maybe from the first and last episode and kind of teach him along the way of how to survive um, post-war environment and things like that so um, you know, it's all going to come down to who they cast as the new quote-unquote Stallone or Rambo, I mean. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, a lot of these uh, shows have been coming on um, that haven't been going, that haven't been making movies, of course, like, you know, the Ash vs. Evil Dead. You know, other than doing a movie, they did a TV series. So, it could work. And definitely having Stallone on board um, helps. See how that goes. Uh, also, we have a uh, new news on the new Tomb Raider movie. It's going to be, uh, I guess, because the game did so well and uh, you know it sold so well, the new one, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. 
that they're trying to, you know, move forward on the video game movie side. And, you know, although there hasn't been like a fantastic uh, video game ad- adaptation to movie, you know, this one, you know, with Angelina Jolie, we're always decent, you know, I thought. And, uh, you know, we... They, they, they're serviceable, I guess. I mean, they're, they're better than most. So, you know, I, the, uh, the person they got to hire to write the script is Geneva Dewaret, Dewaret, I believe. You know, and she wrote, um, or she helped write Transformers Five, and um, some other things. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, yet again, it's just kind of, you know, throwing some names out there, trying to see what people think, and, uh, you know. You know, it's one of those things we just kind of have to wait and see. You know, it's the ideas being thrown around. Um, and then two more things. We have, uh, not really a news story, but Steven Spielberg said that he'd never do another Indiana Jones where Harrison Ford didn't star. So, which I thought was really interesting, you know. Um, obviously, he has some clout, you know, and doesn't really want to um, move the series on to another character. But, you know, who knows how, how what control he has. Um, but you know, Harrison Ford has stated that he wants to do another one, and so if Spielberg wants him to do one, another one, and has a script ready, I believe they'll do one. So uh, hopefully, the last movie will be er- erased from existence. Um, existence, I mean, to um, what was it uh, X Men Three? You know, kind of disappeared when they did the new movie. So hopefully, that they're going to do the movie, new movie. I mean, and so hopefully that. Um, you know, seeing Harrison Ford back will be kind of neat, you know, kind of in a Sean Connery style role and, uh, you know, going through the last couple of his missions or, you know, maybe one or two more, you know, we'll see, wait and see. But, you know, like I said, you know, this week this is just kind of all about announcements. There isn't really anything to cling on to, so I'm just kind of giving my thoughts. But, you know, I, I'd like to see another one. I've liked, I've liked them all except uh, Crystal Skull. And, you know, although he's getting, Harrison Ford's getting older, like I said, it could be kind of interesting. Um, and then, you know, nothing really to say about this, but Thor 3 got a director. Um, it's the uh, uh, director of uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the mockumentary about vampires that was really, really funny. And if you haven't seen the movie, definitely go check it out. You know, it's similar to And God Spoke or um, Waiting for Guffman, things like that. So it's it's very funny. It's just about uh, a bunch of vampires living in an apartment and trying to survive. And, you know, they go through all the typical um, vampirisms, I guess you could say. But, you know, it's really, really funny, I thought. And, you know, it didn't really give the praise that it needed to or should have. So, you know, it, it just goes in line with Marvel trying to hire you know, a talent, you know, that's doing maybe something, doing something different and seeing how they'll react to a big budget film. And, uh, you know, although it didn't work out too well with um, Fantastic Four, we'll see how this works out, you know, and especially Spider-Man coming out. So, um, you know, there was a lot of uh, bigger name directors, like the guy who did Dodgeball and uh, Goosebumps. I forget their names, but... They were in talks to do it, but, you know, it seems like they're trying to go for these unknowns or someone who you could could kind of come in. But, you know, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, 
let, you know, let's have him come in and do have a fresh idea. You know, I know they're, you know, uh, this, I, I believe his name's Ta- Taika Waititi, if I remember right. And, you know, he, he did a good job with that, with the characterization. So, you know, if he can bring that and then, you know, just do some pretty good action scenes, I think we'll have a good one. Because I'm really excited for this next Thor movie. And um, there isn't really any details about it, but um, I believe it's coming out in November in 2017, so there's some time to get it all together. Um, so one of the th- uh, so two more things. So I just finished watching uh, the Jessica Jones show on Netflix, and you know overall I thought it was a good show. Um, it's definitely better than most that comes out on cable or broadcast TV. It uh, Jessica Jones is kind of like a, an interesting character, I guess, to, to put as a TV show. She's a she's a alcoholic, private eye who has powers um, that kind of goes out and you know gets into people's business in Hell's Kitchen. Um, it's set around the same or it's set around the same location as the Daredevil series, and also includes uh, Luke Cage, um, which they're also doing another Netflix show on. And, you know, they get involved. Um, there's a bad guy that's played by David Tennant, who I thought was awesome, um, named Kilgrave. And he has uh, the ability to um, mind control. He has the ability to mind control um, certain people and make them do thing or do his bidding. So, you know, if you want somebody to cut off their head, he'll do that. Or stab somebody, he'll do that. And although the show's pretty graphic at some points and... Um, almost off-putting at the beginning how despicable some of the characters are. I thought it kind of turns around slightly. Um, it had definitely has more of an edge than the Daredevil show um, as far as brutality and um, depression and doesn't have a lot of hope in there. You know, it's very bleak, I'd say. Um, the filmmaking's fantastic. Um, the music's great. The pacing I thought was good. Um, the characters are f- pretty good. Um, the only thing is I thought that this show, even though it's only, I believe, 13 or 14 episodes, could have been shorter. Um, they do to kind of... S- where Daredevil or you know any other type of superhero show, especially with powers that they want to focus on, you know they have to um, show, show the person um, and you know, how they were how their upbringing came along, how they got their training, and, you know, how they donned the suit and got their fighting style and things like that. Well, with Jessica Jones, she doesn't have any of that. So it's all in just the characterization. So when they start her character, you know, especially me, I never read any of the comics. So coming fresh, um, um, I, it was kind of shocking how bleak it was. And it kind of took me a while to get into the character, like, probably like the first four or five episodes. And then when they announced that the, you know, the main bad guy is this character named Kilgrave, um, it's really interesting. And then you start finding out the reasons behind it, uh, you know, what he's done to her as far as mind control goes and um, how it's affected other people's lives. And it, uh, it, uh, it kind of where it's not in the performances, it's just on... Um, I thought that there was just too many episodes. I thought that they could have told the story with subtracting like three of those episodes. And I know they were trying to introduce some other people and show some backstory um, with some of the characters, but 
the backstory that they show within these episodes uh, don't really amount to much. You know, the showing of the hand to from Jessica Jones's friends, you know, she doesn't have very many. And I thought the supporting cast was actually a lot better than the main actress, uh, Kristen Ritter, I believe. And all the, yeah, like I've said, the surrounding characters were a lot better. She just kind of had a standoffish um, role and, you know, doesn't let anybody in because she doesn't want anybody to get hurt. But it kind of seems like she doesn't care either. So um, there's certain people that she wants to help. And, you know, and you can tell that's gnawing at her that she wants to help these people. But then again, it's like if some people end up dying or if some people end up going a different path, it's like it doesn't really matter. It does, you know, she can just keep going. So, you know, it's like they only matter while they're alive or if there's something affecting her. So it's very, very selfish. She doesn't want to be a superhero, which I thought was kind of interesting. But yet again... It seems like, you know, after the first season that they want to set that up as her being a super, quote-unquote superhero. I'm not sure, but, um, you know, um, yeah, other than the um, Luke Cage's character, um, I thought was really interesting. I didn't know anything about him, and I won't spoil anything, but he's kind of like a Hulk style. I guess his powers, I don't know where his powers came from either. I guess they'll announce that in the new show, but... He is kind of like, I guess, like the Dave Bautista character in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's like a warm at heart, but, you know, is in, is involved with Jessica Jones in a way, but um, doesn't want to go, like, full, full-fledged full into it. You know, he doesn't want to become that involved, but has to towards the end um, to find his own truths, but... Um, his involvement was kind of strange, um, but, you know, overall, I thought it was pretty good. You know, Daredevil was a lot better, um, you know, showing the flashbacks, and, you know, he's just easier, I guess he's an easier character to get behind, you know, because he's definitely trying to help people, and all, all the characters in that show are trying to help people, whereas it's like there's a couple people trying to help here and there. All the stories that are under don't really matter at the very end of the show, you know, when it all comes together and it's all on the line, nothing, there isn't any like glue to hold all those other characters together other than they just know Jessica Jones. So, um, so, you know, I'm really excited to see where these shows go. Um, I'm excited about Luke Cage and definitely excited about the new Daredevil show. Um, but yeah, I'd give it like a, uh, a solid A, you know, you know, it's definitely better than a lot of the stuff that's out there, and I would definitely watch this more so than anything else out there. And, you know, it, and it being on Netflix, it's so much easier accessible to go through and watch the episode. So I'd de- definitely say give it a try. Um, and then on to the last thing, the top three this week. Uh, you know, since Creed came out, and I didn't have an episode last week because of the Thanksgiving holidays, I thought we would do, um, like, just an overall thought thoughts on the Rocky franchise. So my number three moment would be, you know, Rocky's rise. So, in the first episode, he's kind of uh, the muscle who goes around. I'm the first episode. The first movie, you know, is one of my favorite movies of all time. You know, just in presentation and thoughtfulness and, um, you know, it being kind of like a grassroots person, you know, a laborer who kind of 
gets past everything and rises to glory. And that's kind of like what I wanted to say, like as far as the number three goes, is his rise. So starting from nothing, ending with or making something of himself, and along the way is like finding the people that are important to him and bringing them in. And, you know, and then that works out for a while. Then he starts letting other people in. And, you know, as far as, you know, getting matchups, you know, favorable matchups and, you know, going all the way to like Rocky five you know he's like set on this certain pedestal and it's kind of like the person of you know philadelphia and like the pride of and you know he goes on and you know mr t comes in and fights him and beats him in part three and you know he has the fall and then he has to rise back up again so he started from nothing has everything is able to give you know his friends and his family everything that they could possibly want in creed and things like that but you know himself he's lost himself and he's able to then in rocky five like see someone who's coming up that's just like him and help him out and not try to let you know the fame go to his head and things like that and even in rocky balboa there's a certain um calm to the storm and like how he's able to go in and mentor these people which is really interesting and not only fighters but people on the block like you know, he's just there to lend a helping hand. You know, he's just like a lonely dude who has lost everything and is just there to lend his hand to people in need and, you know, and talk to people. And that's the whole reason for his restaurant. He's just a people person who, you know, just wants to share life experiences, which, you know, a lot of people can relate to. And um, so that's number three. The number two moment for me would be, uh, you know, just the birth of like the montage in the 80s, you know is montage in like Rocky Four with with the you know the survivor music and you know him training you know the training montage and how that's become like a pop culture joke now back so cool like you know they all did it you know every single movie had that scene where you know it kind of just stopped where you know they had to get their guns together and train like Schwarzenegger and Commando where it shows them like suiting up and getting everything ready to go and getting like the machine guns loaded and the rockets loaded and you know all that and getting ready for the big fight and they did it in Terminator and they've done it in so many different movies and you know it was just back then it was just so charming you know it was funny and you know and Rocky Four kind of made Stallone out to be almost like a cartoon character you know it just once that montage started and the music started it, it it was funny you know and you know and Drago was a funny character kind of like the amalgamation of like all these bad things and bad people and things like that so that was kind of shocking for me as a kid watching it and uh you know like i was saying like now it's a joke but back then it was really effective and although it may have been funny it still like served its purpose and you know and added so much to like i guess the action movies of its time and then number one would definitely be like the steroids drago uses in uh four you know and Rocky having to fight somebody who is on, you know, some performance enhancing drugs that can easily like not only like, like, you know, hurt somebody, you know, boxing is a combat sport. Anybody can get hurt. But, you know, they made it a fact to show that they it could actually someone can actually die from, you know, getting punched as hard as, you know, Drago can punch and being, you know, that I didn't know anything at the time, didn't know anything about like PED use or anything like that. I never really you know, read about the controversies in the Olympics or anything like that. But seeing that for the first time, I thought, you know, 
like this person just has such an unfair advantage and you know seeing Rocky's best friend getting taken out and him coming back and trying to fight him no matter what you know showing that he can do it you know and putting his body through it is you know just a testament of like the strong will of, of humankind and people and you know and showing that you can overcome anything and you know although you didn't probably want to fight him on steroids or you know it happens all the time now in MMA and boxing and you know rest definitely wrestling you know you know they're going out there and people are putting their live livelihoods on the line for this you know so you know it, it kind of gives you a perspective on the human condition and what they can try to overcome so but um yeah that that's number one so basically that brings us to the end of the show um if you have any questions and comments uh you can email me at feasiblefilm at gmail.com um hit me up at twitter at lee van martin uh follow subscribe share to all your friends and you know just let them know um like i said if you have any questions or want to be on the show or anything like that hit me up on any of those platforms and i'll get back with you and uh until next time stay feasible